Thanks for checking out this weekly Sunday message from Carrollton UMC. We pray that God will use this to speak to you and help you grow in faith. We invite you to join us this Sunday at our 10.30 a.m. one-hour service in person at our location in Uptown New Orleans or live online on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. To learn more about Carrollton, please visit carrolltonumc.com and we hope you enjoy this message. I'm going to call on my liturgist. Uh, Come up, Brandon. And I'm going to ask you to perform the duty that you are listed on one of these for as the person who's going to read our scripture. Get the microphone higher to your mouth. Get Get the... Just take the other one. a laughing stock all day long. Everyone mocks, mocks me. For whenever I speak, I must cry out. I must shout violence and destruction. For the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and derision all day long. If I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, then within me there is something like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. For I hear many whispering. Terror is all around. Denounce him. Let us denounce him. All my close friends are watching for me to stumble. Perhaps he can be enticed, and we can prevail against him, and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a dread warrior, Therefore, my persecutors will stumble, and they will not prevail. They will be greatly greatly shamed, for they will not succeed. Their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord of hosts, you test the righteous. You see the heart and the mind. Let me see your retribution upon them. For to you I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. For he has delivered the life of the needy from the hands of evildoers. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. Let us say a short prayer. Lord, we thank you for those who from their youth serve you. We ask, O Heavenly Father, that you let all discern their talents and bring them, O Heavenly Father, to the gathering so that we may be a stronger body and share us to you. Amen. From my childhood, I've always been fascinated by antiquity. I always wanted to know how things began. How did people figure things out and organize things? Um, The Bible really fascinated me. I loved reading it. But it wasn't really until I was an adult that I realized that I'd been reading it almost like a storybook. 
there were a lot of things that I was very conversant with, but I didn't understand this stuff. It was, you know, do good, hate evil, and uh, didn't know much beyond that. That's not something unique to us today. In the ancient world, one of the things that was confused very early on was the prophet. The Navim, the spokespersons for God, the very word prophecy itself is probably one of the most improperly used words there is inside of religion. God made a decision to establish covenants with his people. Legal agreements that obligated both God and his people. Stipulations were spelled out that says, here is the right way for you to conduct yourself. And you must do this. Now, if you do it, then I'm going to bless you. However, if you don't do it, you're going to experience curses. Now, these curses are serious business. I mean, when you are barit karat, when you are cutting a covenant, you're chopping animals in half from the tip of their nose to the tip of their tail and laying the pieces of the caucus on either side of a dividing line and the powers that are involved pass through and they're sprinkled with the blood of the sacrificed animal, tying them, keeping their word into the faith of the animal. You see this in the covenant being cut between Abraham and God. And that procedure is carried out through all of the ancient history. So deviating from the covenant, serious business. The punishments are dramatic and tragic. Our friends who are called to be prophets are not roe. They are not seers. They're not given the power to look into other times. They're not foretelling the future. What they are telling you is, in his love and in his mercy, God has elected to warn you. You have deviated into a range where the punishments are going to come. God does not want this to happen to you. But it's going to happen if you don't repent and turn around and obey what you swore to do. They don't listen. They keep on doing what they were doing. You see our poor friend in today's scripture reading. He is speaking in a state of rapture. God possesses him. He can't control himself. He's sick and tired of going out day after day saying, 
The disaster is getting closer. The punishment is going to crush you. It's not too late. Turn around and do what's right, and God will forgive. But they don't want to hear that. Instead, they're making fun of it. You've been saying that for week after week and month after month, and nothing's happening. You don't know what you're talking about. Kind of like those old grandma weapons. You know, when I get you home, I'm going to fix you. And you'd be hoping, like, I hope it takes a long time to get home. Maybe she'll forget about it. Mm-hmm. You see, that scripture says God is slow to anger. I don't know about that. But he, he is not going to fly into a rage. He knows how you are. Excuse me, you're messing up. Nah, don't make me tell my bell off and do a little something to kind of get your mind in focus. There's a lot of power in that. You know, you don't want to do it. What, what happens to prophets? They get laughed at. They get ridiculed. They get persecuted. They get killed. And it's not just evil kings who are angry about attention being drawn to things they're doing that are corrupt, that are infecting the people who want to believe that the anointed of God is the example that they should follow. I mean, you do what this character's doing, you're going to hell in a handbasket. But no, it's, it's, it's everybody. You know, the merchant who's cheating. Time is running out. You need to stop it. You know, the guy who is taking advantage of the widow and the offering. The guy who passes the sick and doesn't stop long enough to say, you know, in my travel, I, I saw somebody had the same look that you do, and now this is what they did to feel better. So you need to try that. That's your obligation. That's your duty. But you're too dang on busy trying to make a dollar. God got something for you. Cut it out. Do the right thing. You know, you see the child crying. You don't pause to say what's wrong. You're too busy. <laughs> I wrote a letter one time. I wrote a letter to the, to the mayor. I said, look, when you start today, I want you to call one high school in the city of New Orleans. I want you to ask to be put on a PA system And I want you to do a three-minute talk to the school. I want you to say some words of encouragement to those students. I want you to pick a different school every day and invest that five-minute call in the students. Rotate them, new school every day. 
when you meet with the city council, I want you to <clears throat> tell all the councilmen they need to call one of the middle or the junior high schools in their district. And I want you to tell them to say something uplifting to these young people. Tell them that we care about them and that they're our future and we invest in it. And I want you to tell your chief of police to tell all of the policemen who are not answering the call to stop by an elementary school and stand with the safety officer. And as the kids cross the street or get off the bus, tell them that, you know, we're here to make sure that you're safe and we don't want to come and get you for doing wrong, so today try to be good all day. Well, <laughs> that letter upset the mayor. Didn't happen. You see, people, they don't want to recognize their call. They don't want to buy into the idea that you are here not to look important, not to exercise power over people, not to milk every situation for something personal, but you're here to do kingdom building. You are here to do something to make the world a better place than you find it every single day of your life. You're a prophet. You see, you're calling people back to God in a way that may not be this formal thing that you're reading about in Scripture, but God is saying, help me redeem my people. Nobody wants to be the prophet. I remember when I was his age, I was in the choir. I was in the secretary's office. I was the dude who was doing all the good stuff at church. But then the ladies who were the seniors start saying, oh, that little stuff you're doing is nice, son, but you know the Lord has a calling on you now. What you talking about? God ain't calling me to do nothing. I'm looking at all these preachers that everybody say it's so great. I'm like, I could never do that. And I ran away from that stuff. But then a series of things started happening. I used to get up at 4 in the morning and drive to be at Southern University for 6. But I'd always stop and buy little things to put in the office. And I came out, and this guy was standing out there, and he was looking at me. He said, Mr., give me a dollar. So I looked at that guy. I took my wallet out. I gave the guy a $2 bill. And he took about two steps and he turned around and he looked me eyeball to eyeball. He said, you know, I, I, I wasn't like this always, mister. I, 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 was, I was doing good. I, I, I was in church and I, I became a junior deacon. And then the Lord started doing things and it, it was scaring me. And I, I couldn't take it, you know. And I just, I just had to get away from all that stuff. 
He said, you understand, right, mister? And I said, actually, I do. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be like this forever, you know. I, I promise you, I'm, I'm going to be back in that church, and, and I'm going to do it. I just, I just need a little time. And he started walking away, and he turned, and he looked at me one more time, and he went on his way. And I said, you know what, Lord? I'm no better than that guy. I'm doing the same stuff. I'm doing ministry in school. I'm doing ministry in my community. But I'm not doing the ministry the way you gave me the gifts and talents to do. I'm doing what I want to do instead of what you are calling me to do. And so I got to now accept my call. That's what a lot of us are doing. And I can't see myself doing that, so I'm not doing it. Folks, let me tell you something. Just like Jeremiah, that fire is going to build up in your bones. You're not going to want to do it, and it's going to nag you. You're not sleeping good at night. You are not having things go the way they're supposed to go. Why? Because God keeps giving you these little insights into your unique blend of gifts and talents that ain't going to cost you a thing. But that's going to make all the difference in the world in somebody's life. You got to answer your call. It's just like the Borg. Resistance is futile. God bless you. God keep you. And God's face shine upon you. Amen.